fresh air with a kick song. The Crack King Podcast. A breath of fresh air with a kick song. This is the Crack King Podcast. I am the Crack King. I got a special guest here. No one ever gets the fucking cue when I send them a cue. You know, that's crazy. Hi, everyone. I am Sharkay, a seductive fetish adult novelty boutique. Um, You can find my social media handles, Instagram, at seductive fetish, and Facebook, seductive fetish by Sharkay. Where are you from? I am from Houston, Texas, born and raised. Um, I actually grew up in most cities, so. Most cities stand up. Shout out to Zero. Where are you at now? Are you currently in Houston? Yes, I am currently in Houston. Um, might be moving to Dallas soon, but right now Houston is definitely home. Oh, you're going to move uh, seductive fetishes to Dallas? Well, not moving it, just adding to the Dallas family. Oh, that'll be awesome. That's a big power move right there. Congratulations. Thank Um, you. Tell us how you got started or how you started Seductive Fetish. Okay, Seductive Fetish came about um, about four years ago. I've been in the industry for about 13 years. And what Um, industry is that? It's sex toys and lingerie. Okay, here we go. So, yeah, I started um, about 13 years ago in the industry um, just doing passion parties for women. Um, I was an independent consultant for a company um, that decided to merge with another company. And at that point, I was like, yeah, adult novelty, you know, selling sex toys, kind of like the Mary Kay for sex toys. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> Does that so entail like that men point, and women sex toys? Yeah, men okay. and women. Right. Yeah, we have something for everybody. So from there, I just kind of branched off. I knew that, you know, I needed to do something more to cater to both men and women, not just women. Um, so I took it a step further and created my own company. Um I still do passion parties. I do vendor shows, pop-up shops, and things like that. Um, But for the most part, you know, I have online. I travel. um, Houston, Dallas, Louisiana, I'm all over with it. Um, Just kind of trying to spread knowledge about sexual health Mm -hmm. because um, there are a lot of people that really don't know, you know, themselves. How to please themselves or others, like, so you both, be- both, because you know, you know, you have to know how to please yourself in order to be able to tell someone how to please you. You are so. absolutely correct on that because it's all about communication. Absolutely. You gotta be like, hey, go to the left, slide <laughs> to the right, <laughs> right, crisscross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So. How long has your company been going? We just oh, had our awesome. four-year anniversary in March. Did you have, like, this giant, like, uh, party with uh, dildos and pocket pussies and shit? <laughs> you know, I didn't have a big party. I actually um, did an event for a Savage Night in Dallas. Uh, it was a big bachelorette party. So mm-hmm. I didn't get a chance to celebrate because those people booked me, like, a year in advance. So um, next year, I'm going to go all out for the fifth year. Okay, so for the sexually stunted, give us a brief overview of what a passion party is. 
So a passion party is basically um, you call me, I come out, um, and I give you a host of products um, and samples, and I tell you how to use the toys. Okay, you you tell someone how to use it. Okay, do you, do you have any like videos of of people actually using these? Like you just I give, do. Okay. Now, if if the party gets that wild and kinky, then yes, I do have product testers that are okay with me oh. showing their reviews. <laughs> so it just depends. You know, some parties don't get that intent, but mm. others do. So it just depends on, you know, the crowd, what they're into. But, of course, we'll consult about that when you book with me. Most definitely. And let them know where they can book you at. So you can book me. My website is www.seductivefetish.net. Um, again, you can find me on Instagram at Seductive Fetish, Facebook, um, Seductive Fetish by Sharpay, and Twitter as well, at Seductive Fetish. What makes you feel inspired to keep moving forward and keep pushing your business forward? You know, being in this industry, it's, it's different. Um, I'm not your average entrepreneur. I have a different type of boutique. Okay. So I would say... So it's not all Getting orgasms to, and money. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I would say getting to meet new people. I've met so many people since branching out and doing this on my own, um, developing relationships with people, um, my repeat parties, just becoming family, mm-hmm. kind of getting to know people, what they like, what they don't like, and just being able to overall make people happy. Hmm. No kidding. Um, <laughs> what motivates you to get up every morning? I would have to say my family. My family, it plays a big role. My friends play a big role in what's going on. Um, so I would say they are my motivation. Oh, that's awesome. When I make it, we all going to make it. So That's how you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to each one to teach one and elevate yourself and elevate your, your family and others. In Absolutely. Your did you graduate high school or did you go to like uh, sexual school one-on-one or <laughs> sexual university? Um, I actually, I graduated high school. I went to Willow Ridge High School. Um, shout out Willow Ridge. Shout out to the Eagles. Um, I went to college. I have my bachelor's in child and family living. Shout and out, educated black woman. <laughs> and I'm actually working on my master's right now in human services. And I am studying to be a sexologist. So studying yeah. to learn how to yeah service. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yes. you're gonna have like a drive through, you know, you come through like an oil change, it's just like yeah, yeah, they can definitely. <laughs> That'll be fucking dope. <laughs> I had a couple of questions. The people out there that aren't into toys or afraid of toys or curious, is this a a misconception that sexual toys in the bedroom makes the male feel inadequate? I would say, honestly, it's all in the communication and how you approach it. I actually, to be honest, I have more male clients than I do female clients. Heterosexual. Uh I get a lot of guys that are actually curious to know like okay what what are the women buying what do they like because i want to try this out on my girlfriend or my wife Hmm. so it's it's shocking because 
you know, you would think that women would be the ones to want to introduce it, but the guys are kind of stepping out of their shell these days. Do you think it's because they're inadequate in bed? I don't think it's necessarily because they're inadequate in bed, but I do think that it's important to keep it spicy in the bedroom. So why not bring in new things? Like once in a while, like not like every, every once time in a while, not every time. Yeah, no. I forgot some big giant. Uh-uh, not every time. So if, if you're doing it every time, then I'm gonna have to question what's going mm. on. But <laughs> would you complain? Not, not or every would you be time. Like, All right, whatever. Um, I'm down for it. So it's 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 a product test for me too. So I'm okay with it. Do you hear couples talk about desensitizing? Because you know, of the toys? I ha- I have some people that use toys more frequent than others. Um, I haven't had any complaints about them being desensitized. Um, however, I have heard um that it can happen. So I'm actually doing my homework on that now um, to to see just in case I run into somebody that has that issue. So we'll know how to deal with it. What made you want to get into that type of business, be an entrepreneur in that facet, in the sexual well, industry? I always knew that I wanted my own business. I didn't know I was going to take it this route. <laughs> it was, but, <laughs> you just like tripped over one and was like, man, I should sell that. Right. Well, no, I actually had a friend of mine that actually introduced me to the industry. And um, I, you know, shadowed her and went to a couple of her events. And she was really good at it. And, you know, if it's something that you're doing, everybody's having sex. You should be able to talk about it and be comfortable with it. And, you know, I was like, you know what, I might try it. So it was that something that was just supposed to be for fun just to do, like, on the side. And I actually ended up falling in love with it. Because, mm. um, like I said, I meet all types of people. And I've built relationships. Um, being in this industry has taken me, you know, places that I never imagined being. Because for me, uh, I was a late bloomer when I had my sexual revolution. Meaning... I started getting pussy. Did you know at an early age where you, meaning early age, I mean like after puberty, like 17, 18, were you openly okay with speaking about sex? Yeah, not at first because, you know, I'm, I'm the baby of my family. So, okay. it, you know, I saw a lot at a young age, but it was just something that we did not talk about at the dinner table. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> like, man, like, ooh. That was good last right. night, really. <laughs> Yo, right, right. So it, it was just, you know, the stork brought us. We, we yeah. didn't really talk about, you know, that kind of stuff. I mean, we knew about it. You know, my mom did talk to us about, you know, mm. your body changing and everything. But as far as, like, just being free to talk about it, I would say, like, once I got to college and when I got around my friends in college and realized, like, you know, we, we talk about it a lot, but what are we really doing, y'all? So at that point, <laughs> that's when I started, you know, yeah, doing my homework on it and just kind of studying the art of it. And, and here I am. Like in the library with your big Coke bottle glasses, like... Oh, I didn't have Coke bottle glasses. <laughs> nothing but, but sexual. You know, I don't know. I'm just I making that up. I got 2020 vision. 
<laughs> like giant sex book. <laughs> Let's unravel some stuff since we're talking about sex. Did you hear about Tiny and T.I.? I did. I did. Do you run across couples that lock up people and sexually uh, abuse them and do things like that? No, because I'm. You're you going down. It? Don't don't tell me because you're going down. <laughs> you're going to tell it. You're going to snitch it up. <laughs> Apparently yes, that's dangerous. That's that's almost as bad as the sex trafficking that's going on. You would think. But, yeah, I, you know, I hope that they didn't do that. I mean, I don't know any updates on the cases or whatever, but, um, yeah, I'm looking it does. I'm looking at it right now. Huh? You hear the paper? Um, there's reports of them meeting girls at a club and... Mm-hmm. Two or three of them. Uh, one of them is uh, a veteran in the military. Oh, Meeting wow. at the club, getting Bill Cosby by them and feeling, you know, crazy, throwing up. And they're like, hey, y'all just come to our house because we're rich and we're T.I. and Tiny. Because, I mean, you know, I'll be like, hey, Tiny, you want me to drink that? Why not? And right. they go to the house and then it gets real, like whips and chains and that type of shit and choking. Oh yeah. See, the thing about it is with, with that, you know, and I know about the whole swinging lifestyle and all of that, mm-hmm. but you have to be very careful. The cracking with that doesn't because... know about swinging. You should, you should let us know about that, but you have to be careful. <laughs> yeah. You definitely have to be careful because, um, anything could happen. You know, you're, yeah. if you're, if they are drugging people. Yeah, that's fucked up. Nah. Let's just say they are. What if something happens to them yes. health-wise? You know yes. what I mean? Girl, have so a you have to be, Yeah, you have to be very careful with that. And then those women, you know, you have to be careful. Even though it is tiny and see, yeah. don't accept drinks from nobody. Just I know it. They, they can tell me what they give me. <laughs> if, if they keep it real, I'll be like, well, let me, let me have the decision whether I want to be roofied. Like, what you got in there? What you giving me? How I'm going right. to feel? You know, let me absolutely. Be, but they don't like that shit. They want to. Let wanna me just, make uh, the conscious decision. They like to, the fish to, wet and squirming. Mm-mm. <laughs> see, see, Damon. <laughs> Let's get into Deshaun Watson facing twenty-one sexual mis- misconduct lawsuits. I got the papers right here. I I don't believe it. I'm sorry. I don't believe I don't. it either, because how the fuck can you get 21 women to agree on one motherfucking thing? I yeah, stole that joke I, from, from uh, <laughs> Bill Hughley. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, I, uh, I don't Kirk believe it. I, I think it's very unfortunate because he's at a disadvantage in this career. He is. And, Healthy, you know. black, yeah. strong. Successful. successful. I, I hate that for him. And then I I really think that if, if it's not true, that's really going to be damaging because the women that it does actually happen to, you yeah, know, it's gonna, they're going to have yeah. a harder time being believed, yeah. you know, if they ever try to come out about something that happened to them. Because so. reports are that he reaches out via Instagram, which I don't understand. And he gets these, and they're not even physical therapists, because if they're physical therapists, he could just go to the, the Houston Stadium and get, you know, state-of-the-art right. care. So they're like massagers. 
calls them right. and they come in. Every last one of them the same. He comes out naked. He puts his dick on them. He wants sex, the happy ending type shit. Is this a conspiracy to because to, he wants to leave to try to I, defame him and not be able to pay him? I kind of think so. Like, I, it's, it's so hard because, like, we're living in a time, like, you really don't know what's what. Yeah. And I would hope that that's not the case for him. But I really don't. I have a hard time believing it. Like, I really do. Yeah, that's that's some. And if it is true, shit. you know, I do. My heart goes out to the women, but if it if it is to be the truth, but I just I have a hard time believing that. Yes, let's get into the versus battle. Did you see this shit last night? Listen, <laughs> Isley Brothers versus Earth, Wind, and Fire. Listen, Fire. I look that Ron Isley with the the. Snow White beard. <laughs> I mean, after the break, you know, at first he was just kind of sitting there chilling. I don't know what he had in the back green room. After that break, when he, yeah, nah, I don't think <laughs> so. He hit him. And maybe he had a little cognac or something. You know, he probably drink brown or something, not Ciroc. No That's offense to Ciroc, no, but yeah, I think. That was epic. Um, just to see the legends like taking over the stage. Earth, Wind, and Fire did yeah, their thing. Steve Harvey did his thing. He couldn't sit still. What do you think about everybody talking about how he could shut up and, and how? <laughs> how he... I, I think that he was really excited because if you think back to the Kings of Comedy when he went through all of their music, like. That was a good moment for him. So I think, you know, just being able to reflect and remember the time and remember where he was at, what he was doing, I thought it was nice. I thought, you know, he was just in a good, happy moment. Yeah, that was dope. And Ron Osley starts singing uh, when Ernie Osley got up there and started playing. And I always say this. I've said this in the last... And they never give him his credit for being one of the greatest guitarists ever. I mean, Jimmy Hendrix, they learn from Jimmy Hendrix. They learn from each other. It's like, no respect. But he got his last I think that he really showed out last night. I was there for it. He was tearing that guitar up. He did his thing. And they all look so good to be, you know, almost 80 years old. In their 70s and 80s, they yeah. all look very good they for their ages. Good. They had that Yeah, they, yes. All that shit. Yeah. My, um, hits, though. Who, do you, who did you pick for the win? Uh, ooh. <laughs> I think, I'm going to have to say it was a tie. Because they <sighs> both equally, but they both equally had really good hits. Yeah. And if you think about it, like they said last night, you know, if we were to go to concert together, that would literally be like a ten-hour concert because of all of the hits that and they I'll both had. And I'll be there had. for it too. I get, I buy my tickets. Listen, I'll be right there in the in the woodlands. Hello, blanket. Chilling. Listen, listen. I'm just, I'm, I'm there for it. Absolutely. How do you feel about they were talking about him, the Ozzy Brothers singing songs that R. Kelly wrote for the Ozzy's? You know. Um, the whole situation with R. Kelly is very sad. We, and we're not going to, I don't want, you know, I, I don't want to give it too much energy. Let's just speak on it from the art. I was 
say, I mean, the songs were hits for them. Yeah. You got to take Contagious. Kells out of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, take him out of it. But they had a lot of hits without Kells, though. Yeah, they did. They did. But in that era, that was the thing. Everybody wanted to see Mr. Biggs. Everybody wanted to know, you know, what was next for that storyline. It's just unfortunate, you know, where he is now. But I... I didn't see a problem with it. You know, we still sung along last night with it. They're still hits. They are still hits. And I feel like R. Kelly music is like the music that you play like porn. You know what I mean? Like when nobody's listening. (laughs) When nobody's listening. You want to get really nasty and you put it on. Not like nasty, you know, like on some pervert uh, but just, just kind of reminiscing yeah. before all of the, the, the bad stuff came out. Because I'm going to say this and I'm going to say this only and we're going to move on from that shit. <laughs> I thought he was singing about women and he taught me a lot about women because that's what I applied right. to. And I'm going right. to leave that shit alone. It was beautiful music. <laughs> it was beautiful right. music. Absolutely. Did you see this Prince Harry Oprah interview? I saw bits and pieces of it. I didn't see the whole thing but I did see enough, and I was just kind of overwhelmed. I wasn't surprised. I'm definitely not surprised, but um, it just made me go back and kind of do a little bit of homework on Princess Diana and, like, what was she really going through, you Uh, know, before her (laughs) passing. Yeah, going through a a divorce, and they were trying to destroy her. Yeah. You know, um, or she was, (laughs) I think she was dating an Iranian guy. Maybe that was the fucking problem. What made me laugh was Oprah was sitting there like, bitch, what you expect? Every time the woman was saying something really emotional about the race thing and how they were treating her, Oprah was just like, hey, you know, you you, you signed up for it. I thought Oprah was a bit brutal. She wasn't as caring right. as she used to be. She's really, really rough right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let the people out there know where they can book you at, where they can find you. Okay. So my Instagram, like I said, is at seductive fetish, one word. Um, Facebook is seductive fetish by Sharpay. You'll see my nice, cute picture in the bio. And then the website, you can also book there. It's www.seductivefetish.net. And then I have email, of course, seductivefetish, the number one at gmail.com. Shout out to you and I, I really appreciate you coming on the show. I'll book you for a party because I am interested. I've never um, introduced any sexual toys in any of my relationships. Okay. Well, yeah, it sounds like you need to have a consultation. I do those too. I'm just scared, like, you know. My significant other is going to pick out, like, this big giant horse gear with me. It's going to fuck me up. I just, I just can't compete with that shit. It just, it's going to fuck me up. I, just don't, I don't know how I feel about that shit. It's crazy. But that's what makes, that's what makes you good at what you do. You're going to be able to explain, and you're going to be able to, you know, let people know and let the people know how healthy it is to, to spice up your relationship. Absolutely. And I want to thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Hey, you know what it is? Don Key H Time Legend 713 Self Made. Be sure to H-U-C check out DJ Captain. Sharp Special with his new project, Bless the Game. Dope. DJ Sharp, do your thing. You know what it is. All the way from Houston, 713. It's the Don. Straight Aim.
podcast be sure to look out for season two coming real soon to youtube you're gonna be able to see me in effect god damn it